Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to A Light On, our video series that brings to light the latest and greatest human capital and business topics. I'm Deb Duplessis, A Light's Optimization Director, and I'm joined by two of our customers today to talk about their experiences with optimization and optimizing their cloud technology post-go-live, including why they made the decision to continue investing in their platform post-deployment and the results they've seen so far and how you can make your business case to stakeholders. So today I'm joined by two of our clients, Rochelle Gary from Chipotle Mexican Grill and Lisa Lewis from the Home Depot. Rochelle and Lisa, thanks for being here. Would you mind giving us a brief introduction of yourself and your organization? Rochelle, do you wanna go first? Yeah, hi, thanks, Deb. Um, so Rochelle, I'm the Director of People Systems and Metrics here at Chipotle. Um, I joined the company in 2018. I actually come from a former Workday um, customer as well. Um, I joined the company when it was in this transformation stage with new leadership. We had new teams and functions being created and just a new overall vision and strategic direction. Chipotle, when I joined, they originally implemented Workday back in 2014. Um, at the time, they were sitting around 85,000 employees, and we were in the U.S., and we had a small international footprint. And then we are leveraging Workday, so the modules we have in place are HCM, our time and attendance, payroll, advanced compensation, and then talent management is what our ecosystem looks like today. Great. Thanks, Rochelle. Lisa, what about, do you, do you want to do a quick intro? Yeah, Deb, I can. So I'm Lisa Lewis from the, the Home Depot, and I've been with Home Depot 26 years. I'm a director in technology responsible for our workday and our learning um, IT platforms. Um, I was responsible for our workday implementation. We went live with workday and our U.S. Um, population probably about almost two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and we went live as, um, you know, Rochelle just talked about. We also went live with HCM, payroll, talent, and compensation. Awesome. Well, thank you guys both for being here. So for our viewers, I would like to remind you that today's episode, you can ask our panelists questions by sharing them in the chat box, and we'll make sure to follow up afterwards. We also have additional resources on how to get started with your optimization journey on the right-hand side of the console. So ladies, let's jump in. Um, the first question that I wanted to ask you was to describe your organizational technology and what it was in terms of ROI. What was it like prior to your optimization journey? Lisa, do you want to kick us off? Um, yeah, I can talk about that. And there's really two areas that I wanted to kind of discuss today around optimization. If you think about, we just went live with Workday almost 18 months ago. So right after we went live, we had a opportunity to kind of optimize our system um, because COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of things that we were expecting that we didn't, weren't going to have to change in our system so quickly after going live. So we had to ground engage, you know, um, our implementation partners and Workday to kind of figure out how, how do we do this now that COVID's hit? How do we set up our new leaves? How do we, you know, pay people most efficiently? Then after that, as we started kind of getting our feet under ourselves, we had to look at, you know, Workday is always changing. So as it's always changing, how do we change with it? We also now need to take a look at what things or parts of the product are we not leveraging um, that Workday has now introduced to us. So we're in this evolution of always trying to optimize our system, whether we're looking at how do we make our payroll processes better? How do we you know, look at features that we could introduce that would help us save time, money, make the system more accurate? 
Um, and so that's really what we've all been leveraging here lately. And then the final thing that I would say about both of those is, is that we take all of that input and then look at what are our changes that we might need to make in our upcoming releases or in our upcoming year for our planning of system changes that are coming. Yep. I think you're making a lot of good points there, right? Kind of regardless of where you are on your optimization journey, Workday is ever evolving and ever changing. So it's great that you guys have been able to kind of capture that and take hold of that. Um, Rochelle, your journey has been a little bit different on Workday. So why don't you kind of talk to us a little bit about your optimization journey? Yeah. So um, going back to us being in that kind of transformative stage when I joined um, and uh, Workday had been implemented approximately four years prior. I'd say, you know, we did an assessment coming in. Mm -hmm. um, we were pretty typical in our HCM maturity, I think, compared to other Workday customers. We identified that we had a lot of adoption challenges uh, we did not have a strong employee or manager self-service culture at Chipotle. And then we were also facing a lot of challenges around getting accurate reporting. There wasn't a lot of trust in the HCM or the data uh, when I joined. And so we, we knew we needed to look at all of those things. In addition, we were just really looking at how do we set up and we were struggling with how we set up our governance and just our operating model to support and prioritize between production support and then really you know, taking on that new functionality and, and keeping up with all those changes as well and the new technology trends. Just prioritizing for our, our business and our stakeholders and how we could take that forward. Yeah, I'm glad that you actually brought up governance because you guys have both touched on it that again, Workday is ever evolving. So keeping the wheels on the car versus where that car is going is something that definitely Rochelle's laughing because she hears me say this all the time, but it's something to focus on. So it, it's, it's an opportunity within an organization to not only look at what you're doing today, but to look at where you could go in the future. So glad you brought that up. Um, so looking at the timeline, what was your timeline for looking at optimization services after your initial deployment? So Rochelle, why don't you start with this one? Yeah, for us, you know, for me, it was immediate upon joining Chipotle. Again, mm -hmm. we, we knew that we needed to optimize. Our goal was really to match the transformation happening within our enterprise, um, also with our technology. And so this was a good opportunity for us. It became very clear very quickly that for a company of our size and with our growth strategy, that this would not be sustainable for us. And we yeah. need to take a, a fresh look at it. Um, and then, so we were really seeking more of a consultative approach and looking for a true strategic partner to join us on that journey. Great. Well, Lisa, what about you? Yeah, so I would kind of say some of, something very similar that we were looking right after go live of what were those processes that we could still fine tune and make, make things either run faster or make our business processes flow smoother. We're all about trying to optimize and reduce manual processes, reduce different things that everybody's you know, doing. And so that's what we looked at first right out of the gate, um, especially in our payroll space after we went live. Um, we also then took the opportunity as COVID moved along of what things could we then quickly make changes in the system that would then you know, help us save time and effort to get all of those policies and procedures put into place. And then now as we moved into 2021, we're trying to be a little bit more forward thinking as we're looking into 2022 and wanting to engage some of those services of like, what are the pieces of the product that we just haven't even started utilizing yet that could give us the biggest bang for our buck? 
and then also potentially, you know, re still reduce, you know, all those manual tasks that, you know, still are in place. And so we kind of had two filters or two lenses and we kind of went through this, you know, each time each year looking at what does optimization mean to us a little bit differently, but ultimately the same type of services, the same type of things that we were still looking at. Yeah, it's interesting that you, you kind of hit on payroll and some of that foundational data first, because the same thing we see from a lot of customers where they really want to get payroll and the foundational data working first before looking to build onto your house, get that foundation working first. So glad you guys took that approach as well. Um, we actually have a question. So from the audience, our deployment went really well and we're satisfied with our ROI. I know that could change in the future, but I'm struggling how to convince my business that this is a good investment for our resources and our team is really burnt out from deployment. That's a good point. So why should companies still consider optimizing even after they just came off of a good deployment? Lisa, do you wanna talk about that one first since that's kind of been your journey? It is, and I kind of just touched on that in the last, you know, the last answer as yeah. well as um, right after we went live. Yes, everybody was really tired at that point, but we always have to still think looking forward. We went live in um, January of 2020, and the next workday release was coming in March of 2020. So we immediately had to take and turn and start looking at what additional features now are coming that could still help us move our organizational forward. And so I think that's kind of the main point of Workday is always changing, whether it's coming with weekly releases or things in the biannual releases, mm -hmm. that you at least got to kind of pay attention, look at those items to be more forward thinking than, than not. It's not about what do you want to change with the system or what do you want to do? It's about here are the things coming from Workday that could help your organization out. Yep. Rochelle, do you want to add anything to that one? Yeah, I mean, it's very similar, even though, you know, we've been on for four years. Um, I think that it's really the ability to adapt. You know, there's so many things that are constantly changing, whether it's keeping up with compliance, regulatory changes now, you know, COVID, um, you know, that's the one thing we know is a constant. So it's just how we're setting ourselves up. And then again, just going back to, I think having that strategic partner or having a fresh look yep. and perspective and revisiting it uh, periodically just, just makes sense. And sharing those best practices, really, it's the lessons learned um, from other customers that we can help um, apply in our ecosystem as well. Yep, absolutely. Um, so I'm sure later on our audience is excited to hear about some stakeholder engagement, but for now, let's kind of move on to the next topic and let's talk a little bit about more or your current optimization strategy. So Rochelle, do you want to tell us a little bit about your current optimization strategy? Yeah, so, you know, we were really focused on a few factors. One, it was just taking full advantage of our investment. Um, looking at how we can eliminate some of the friction and manual processes that we had in place and really leverage the automation. Um, we were also looking at how to set up to scale, support our growth strategy, which I mentioned earlier, and you touched on it, really stabilizing our foundation before we yeah. continued to build upon it. And so examples of that were uh, introducing position management. Um, we had data cleanup we needed to do, and just really even looking at our core business process um, design and introducing guardrails there to help improve the reporting and data integrity as well. And I think I think, you know, one statement, it was not, we were focused not only on getting healthy, but staying healthy. So, and that ties into our holistic approach when we roadmap this out, uh, connecting it to our governance and our operating model as well. Great. Yeah. Lisa, what about you? Do you want to add anything to that one? 
Um, yeah, ours is very similar. Like right after we went live, the first thing we were doing was just getting, keeping ourselves stable, keeping ourselves, um, you know, as the changes kept coming in and making sure we knew how to support the system. And then as we evolved over the probably this year, it's more about what can we do around reducing those manual tasks, automation, um, mm -hmm. you know, in those different spaces. And then looking to what are these additional things coming that we don't know that are, you know, that are, we don't know that are coming that then could potentially help leverage and move our business forward. Great. Well, thanks, guys. Um, so let's talk about your current optimization partner. Um, Lisa, can you tell us first how you guys chose your current optimization partner? Um, yes, I can. So um, we, we went live, like I said before, and with Workday at the end of 2020, Alight had been our implementation partner. And as things evolved and things started moving very quickly right after with COVID and all these other things, we determined that we needed to still keep ourselves stable. Mm -hmm. So we continued to use Alight in that journey to help us, you know, optimize, to help us fine tune, to help us, you know, figure out, you know, how do we stabilize our system so close to going live. As we started looking at the things moving into 2021, we determined that we still needed some additional help between Workday and Alight to kind of help us show what is the value or what is what other things could we optimize that we just haven't either had time to look at or we just don't know about or things that we just you know potentially could change our business processes to make sure. things better from an automation perspective and from just reducing those manual tasks. So we leveraged Alight as part of just our extension of our implementation and also leverage Workday to help us out into in those spaces. Great, thank you. Um, Rochelle, again, your story is a little bit different. So how did you become an Alight customer? Um, so I had worked with Alight in the past as well, but also just, we really assessed Alight. We brought them, uh, did an introduction with Chipotle, um, really looking at experience, uh, experience with other companies of our size in our industry and a big, uh, part of that and decision-making was around the cultural fit as well. And uh, just going back to really wanting to partner together with someone that can help support us through our journey and that transformation and looking at everything holistically. Um, and so, um, you know, a lot of value in that point of view and just the best practices that could be shared uh, to support us as well. Great. Thank you. So what results have you seen or do you expect to see from your investment in this optimization practice? Rochelle, why don't you take this one first? Yeah. So, you know, we were, we were focused on a, a few main themes, which was really improving our adoption. It was scalability, sustainability, um, and just how we could enhance our user experience. So the output of our assessment uh, resulted in 240 plus like, recommendations that we had after going through our review. Uh, we categorized those across multiple um, work streams and you know, based it on like user experience, mm -hmm. dashboards, getting full uh, maximum functionality out of the, our investment and workday. We looked at risk, data governance, um, and tenant management. So across those themes, um, and then we broke that out into strategic recommendations, data cleanup, and just governance. Um, and that's the approach we took. So I would say 
we definitely saw some immediate results, data cleanup. Yep. One item we'll, we can share is we had, you know, approximately 350,000 notifications sent in one month period. Um, so we knew that we needed to clean up our notifications, reduce some of that white noise, and look at really just setting it up so it was truly relevant information mm -hmm. um, and wouldn't get ignored and lost in the, the hustle. I would say, you know, other examples are just reducing the number of clicks um, or steps in some of our core business processes. I think in one example, we went from 35 down to 16. And so when you think about that from a user experience, governance, just getting steps to completion and the impact that can have on the organization uh, is another value that we saw. Uh, and then even dashboards, we weren't leveraging a lot of the dashboards that were available, you know, and we really had this focus and vision on how we can empower our end users more. Um, and so how do we tap into that tech, our technology to do that? So those were some examples of what we saw. But we also in that transformation, so we had new teams, new functions. It allowed us to bring everyone together as we rolled through this. And that's where the governance and creating that model was, was rolled into part of our roadmap and, and how we went through our assessment and our journey. By having those like on-site um, review sessions, mm -hmm. you know, it, it played a part and, and really helped all of our teams because again, we were we had new teams, new functions. It brought us all together and how we could create those. Um, you know, reduce silos, become true partners, and then how we were going to operate and create that cadence and kind of a center of excellence go forward to carry this forward. Yep. Yep. Well, those are some really great metrics. Thank you for sharing. Lisa, what about you? What results um, do you expect to see from your investment that you've made so far? Yeah. So a lot of ours are very similar to what, or so what you just talked about is, is that they're you know, last year we were more focused on how could we optimize and fine tune our payroll process and our year end process. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things around, you know, what reports should we be using versus dashboards? Um, how do we go through just all these steps? Um, so that's where we're really looking to as we move into this year end that we'll have, you know, go through and have a lot, you know, a lot less steps and a lot more detailed around what we have to do and more efficient, you know, processing from a year end perspective. Um, I think as we're looking at what are we looking for now in 2021 is um, we're just finishing up one of our, our the value-based study right now. And so where you talked about those results, Rochelle, that you're looking for of in all of those areas across different ways, that's what we're looking forward to. Uh, we see, I've seen the pre-reads of some of those and definitely we've got areas that we can improve, things that are probably low hanging fruit that we can just kind of knock off pretty quickly like you described. And then we're going to take those results and look at what can we do from our prioritization in our governance process of what changes could we make in 2022 to continue improving that process. So very similar journey to you, Rochelle, um, you know, things that we're looking forward to in 2022. Great. Well, I can't wait to see your quick hit list item, Lisa. <laughs> but your stories match up really well to what we hear from many of our optimization customers here at Alight. As well as cloud technology, and that's working well for you, you know, we do see that bringing in an expert 
and handing over our best practices and being able to have those conversations about what we see in the industry and what we've seen across multiple customers can bring some benefit to those conversations and, and can really bring the team more together as one to hear from different experts around the room. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. But you know, a lot of our customers are still really struggling with how to get their business stakeholders to buy in or, or to really agree with this optimization strategy, especially if they are a little bit more removed from the technology. So any tips for starting the conversation around investing in optimization? Lisa, do you wanna go first with this one? Um, yes, I can, I can touch on and kind of what I've said before, it's around um, starting the conversation with your stakeholders around that workdays are ever changing. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of change your mindset um, from not what can we, here's what we want to change, can workday do it versus workdays making a change and does this fit into our business model or into our processes because it's always evolving. And so it's getting everybody to understand and think, have that mind shift of what, what is workday doing for us. Um, I think then as you start small, we started small last year in certain areas. Yep. And then this year we took it more holistically and did that value-based study across all aspects of Workday that we're running today um, for us to truly see that larger picture of what can we do to continue to improve that process, whether it's manual processes or processing on the processing runtimes or just introducing new functionality that will provide that better user experience for those end users. Great. I, I like the way that you say it's a mind shift because that that is very true. It, it definitely is a mind shift to go to more of a software as a service based platform. So good call out there. Rochelle, what about you? Any tips from you about how to get stakeholders engaged and excited about optimization? You know, I, I mean, I think for us, it was really just starting the conversation as early as possible. We had really great um, buy-in and support from our leadership as well, which was you know, obviously very helpful. But we engaged stakeholders because we had new teams, kind of new functions, mm -hmm. and we were in that stage. Uh, it put us in a little bit of a different position as we set this up. And so, you know, just bringing all those stakeholders together and helping them understand where we were with Workday then and where we wanted to take it. And we all, we brought them along through that journey. So from the assessments to the report outs to, hey, we collectively even came together with what we're going to choose to implement or how we take this forward. And we roadmapped it out over the next couple of years. Yeah. And so that really helped us. Yeah. Great. So one last question before we kind of wrap up, how long did it take after your organization started its optimization journey to start seeing tangible results for your organization? Lisa, do you want to take this one first? Yeah, I can take this one. I think um, this, this answer is really, it depends. Yeah. So when we first started and we wanted to look at one focus piece, if it's just one particular area, you can get those stakeholders together and get one group to agree. If you're looking at something a lot larger, a lot holistically, then that could take several months to even you know get the study started, get buy-in, and then even getting the results. And if, like Rochelle had mentioned earlier, she had hundreds of items that came out of potential areas that she could make changes, that then can take time to actually deploy. So it really depends. Yep. Start small or go big. True story. Rochelle, what about you? Uh, yeah, mine's going to mirror uh, Lisa's response as well. Um, you know, we started it immediately we took that road mapping session 
and then you know carved it out. We had our the low hanging fruit and what can some of our teams just start to take forward now. Uh, did that in parallel then as we uh, put together the charter and scope of work for the larger what we we branded as Workday Reimagine and our implementation stage. Nice. And I think that was about six months, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, thank you guys both. One last note before we close out. Um, after working with many of our optimization customers like you guys, we have seen how hard it is to be able to find solutions and, and get them to your stakeholders that won't really break the budget break the timeline and, and meet those needs. And so we have created some optimization value bundles. I mean, these solutions can add value to your cloud technology and help you meet your goals without really forcing you to spend more than you need. It's kind of, Rochelle and Lisa, you both talked about getting those quick wins first and then building something larger later. Um, so one last thing, I just wanted to hand it back over to you guys and say, are there any, any last concluding thoughts before we end our episode that you wanna share with the folks here, Lisa? Yeah. Go first. So, yeah. So, um, so I would just say is if you're thinking about it or if you're listening to us chat here today, then you probably want to do something. So start small <laughs> um, and then move big because no matter what you do from an optimization perspective, you know, as I said before, workday is always changing and you need to change with it. Um, so if you're thinking about and listening to us today, then, you know, I would say just jump in and start with something very small. It's very tangible um, and then work yourself up to, you know, lar larger stuff. Rochelle, what about you? Any last thoughts for the for the group? No, I think I'd, I'd just um, re-emphasize that it's about the not only just getting healthy, but how you stay healthy. And I think it ties into what Lisa then is saying about workday is always changing, our environment's always changing, and just how we set up to support that go forward. Great. Well, thank you guys both for your time. It was great to see you again, even though this time we are virtual and not on site. But um, thank you guys both for your time today and talking with us. Everybody else who was able to join, thank you as well. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn so that you don't miss our light on episode and our other webinars. We'll always be here to shed light on the latest human capital business topics for you. Um, so thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next month.